Hey, it's Vince. Head on over to 2021.vincegabriel.com. I'm giving away 12 months of business coaching with me to work with me privately uh, in addition to a seat in my mastermind. And I'm doing this because I realize that there's a lot of people out there that need a lot of help after the year we had in 2020. And I want to give a spot to someone that may not be able to do it otherwise. So go ahead and fill out your application, 2021.vincegabriel.com. Fill out your application and I'll be announcing the winner on January 22nd. Thanks. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with, what was your name? Oh, Vince Gabriel. What's up, Tom? Vince, how you doing, buddy? Uh, terrible. All right, go ahead. Talk to, talk to me, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm all good. Why'd you I'm, say, ter- why'd you say terrible? Uh, because I started jujitsu the other day. Yeah. And um, it was very, very embarrassing how much I slowed the whole class down. <laughs> why, did you, why were you slowing class down? Oh, my God. I was so bad. I was like a spaz. Because, like, there's a lot. Of, they, like, we started the class, and I'm, like, thinking that, you know, there's going to be, like, an intro. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden. This is not a beginner class? This is not a beginner class. And I, I don't think there is a beginner class. I think this is just the class. And so I got there, and I'm just like, and all of a sudden they start like doing backwards rolls, like in the first warm up exercise. It's like they're rolling over backwards. Like I can't do a forward somersault, mm-hmm. let alone the backwards one. And they're doing like all there's did this one drill where I had to like this is the warm up, right? The warm up, uh, and I know my way around warm ups. Like, but they had this drill where they have you like land your back and you bridge up and you have to slide your body across. You know that one? Yep. And I'm like I was like a beetle that was like got stuck upside down, and it was just like it was. It was pretty funny and crazy, but it was. Uh, why? Why are you taking jujitsu? Are you getting, did you get your ass yeah, kicked? I, and you no, wanna... I didn't get my ass kicked. But uh, I, I, if I someone did fight me, they probably would kick my ass. But that's uh, that's beside the point. But I think that um, you know, it's just some different man. It's just like I'm like just looking for a different challenge, a different challenge to my mind. Like I was playing basketball for a while, and just like. A jiu-jitsu thing, it just seems like... And also, the other, honestly, the other reason is my son started about a month ago. And so he's doing it, and he's getting into it. So I think it's kind of cool for us to do together. But um, so it's it's been it's been cool. But I have my first one. I'm going to go back next week. And uh, but it was, maybe it was should, an maybe, interesting first workout. Maybe you should go into Joey's class. I, that might be more. That might it, be would, more it would have been a better pace. That might be more your speed to, yeah. be, in jo- to be in Joey's class. <laughs> So, uh, so what else is going on? What's going on in the in the FBU world? It's funny. I wrote an email this morning about uh, the mastermind guys, and you know, obviously, this pandemic has brought a lot of challenges, and there's there's a lot of business owners. I just heard of another gym. Um, he was never a client of ours, but he, you know, had always been you know, uh, on our email list and, you know, would answer, ask questions every once in a while. I just saw, heard that he went out of business. And so it's like, it's starting to kind of come where you're seeing casualties, uh, in business of people that, you know, and they were saying, you know, that, you know, 30% of, you know, gyms will close, you know, during this pandemic. So I think it's like, you know, you think like in the first few months you survive, but it's really, this is a long game that we're playing and you and I were just talking about 
the elect or the 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 uh the, debates, the, the debate l- last night and like all that mess right now and it's just like it's it's just a it's a very like challenging time in the world uh with, with everything going on so as a small business owner i think that you know to to really get through this you got to like almost just like win the day you got to and i think we've talked about this before but you got to take it one day at a time and you can't look too far into the future and like the sitting down and setting you know a full five having a five-year vision or a big annual plan right now it's like it's kind of hard to do that type of stuff and normally i'm a big planner and and actually i I wrote my november newsletter article is all about like planning out 2021 and my my third piece one of the one of the pieces is um you know don't don't plan out the whole year right just plan out the first quarter just plan out the next three months so it's um it, it, it's a challenging time it's a challenging time even with people that are having good success and they're in good cash position there's like a level of angst and stress uh you know among most people um and i i, I tell you me personally you know i have been working with uh, a new coach guy named uh, matt fury who's been helping me with um, something called psycho-cybernetics, which is like, you know, a kind of personal development uh, type of program. And he's teaching me all these different skills and like meditation and, you know, uh, different ways of walking to reduce stress. And, you know, I, I have spent more money on coaching since this pandemic started than I probably ever have. Just because, like, you know, you, you need that second level of support and you need that pair of fresh eyes on your business right now um, because of everything is kind of so uncertain right now. So that that's kind of that's kind of like uh, the skinny of what's been uh, what's been going on. But this email I wrote, uh, there's a lot of guys doing really well. A lot of guys opening up second locations. We have one guy open up two gyms during the pandemic, a bunch more that opened up a second. Uh, a couple of guys actually bought businesses that were, you know, uh, and these are all guys in the mastermind bought businesses that were already, um, you know, that were about to fold and pennies on the dollar, nothing just like wants to get out and you essentially take over the lease. Um, so I do think that there are opportunities and, you know, I was having a conversation with, uh, one of our former trainers who is now still a trainer, but wants to get into the ownership side of things. And I was saying, like, you must say, yeah, I want to wait like four or five years before I do it. I was like, well, now is the best time like to do it. If you're going to go start your own gym, you can probably find someone that wants to hang it up and take over their lease and buy their equipment for pennies on the dollar and, and, and have your have a have a business that you would never be able to have three years ago, you know, with almost no startup capital. So it's there's there's. There's there's always an other side of it. There's a Napoleon Hill quote. I'm going to butcher it, but he says something like, you know, in every crisis lies an opportunity. Right. And so there's a lot of guys and I was writing this email this morning. There's a lot of guys on in the mastermind that are taking advantage of some big opportunities right now. What what do you notice? Is there anything that you notice is a big difference between the guys that are doing that and opening up other locations and crushing it. And then the people you, cause you got to get phone calls from people that are on the brink of locking their doors and they're looking for a way out. Right. So is there anything that stands out in your mind as far as like, this is something everyone that, that's successful or yeah, is it, is it kind of that, that's a whole podcast, Okay, you know, that, that we could talk about that, but 
you know, uh, the number one thing, and I've said this many times on this podcast, I think I say it every time on our mastermind calls on Wednesdays, but um, the, the, the number one chokehold on a business, and you know what I'm about to say, is the psychology of the owner, right? So if you have really bad psychology right now, and all of a sudden the sky is falling, and all of a sudden every day you wake up and you're like, oh shit, another day, uh, we're in a pandemic, oh the president, oh this, right? You're gonna have a tough time doing things like open up a second location, right? Right. Versus you get up and be like, all right, look at look at all of what's going on in the world, and you know, I don't care who's elected president. I'm gonna go do my thing, and you know, that doesn't matter, you know, to me. Um, you know, those are the kind of people. So it really comes back to your own mind and the your mindset. own psychology, your mindset, because you know, even if you have you know a lot of you know. Uh, really good business and you got a lot of cash and stuff you still have to have you know the the the, the chops to go off and 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 do it again so it's it's a lot of it would would, would come back to to mindset yeah for sure so before we get into the topic today you got something else coming up don't you yeah we got the surge coming up and this is uh you know our flagship deal and i'm uh, i'm super pumped to teach this this is like you know something i've been wanting to teach and i've obviously i've pulled little pieces of it throughout you know, the last seven months of teaching, you know, hundreds of gym owners, you know, on how to survive this thing. Um, but it's basically the six week new client surge in the new economy, parentheses, COVID-19 edition, right? So I'm, I'm putting together the COVID-19 uh, edition of the surge and making a bunch of tweaks and changes, not too many, right? Because a lot of the principles in the surge are timeless, right? So there's not a, not like I'm not, you know, going to, changing the whole thing but there are little things that i will tweak here and there to deal with the changing of the times and what is different and new uh, we already got a bunch of gym owners signed up for it um and and here's the thing it's like that that shows a lot that people are willing to invest right now in a in in, in having a skill of learning how to make money and that is basically what the surge is like i look at the surge as not a marketing course or anything like that i look at the surge as you acquiring an asset, right? You're acquiring an asset that allows you to make money. And when I say marketing, right? I don't teach lead gen, right? I don't teach Facebook ad and get a bunch of Facebook clients, right? I teach bottom line money into your checking account. And the three things that do that are you need to learn how to attract new clients, you need to learn how to nurture them, you need to learn how to convert them at the high price, at the best price as possible. And that's kind of the three crux of what make up the surge over those six weeks. It's, it's, it's learning how to generate leads, attraction, learning how to nurture, and learning how to convert at the right prices. And the conversion section um, is more important than ever because I've been teaching so much um, about more from less. I mean, look at GFP and look at what we've been doing and how many clients, how many one-on-one -on -one sessions, you know, are we doing right now that, you know, we, it, it's a very useful thing to have large checks being written versus these little things that come in that, you know, if you're losing clients due to them not showing up because of a pandemic or it's raining and they don't want to train inside and they're outside, you know, so it, there's a lot going on. So, um, but yeah, the surge is, uh, it, it's, it's a definite must do if you own a gym, but it's, it's teaching gym owners to acquire this skill, uh, of making money. When does it start? 
November 10th, Tuesday, November 10th. Okay. And that's when we do it. So, um, yeah. All right. And the link is in the show notes. We'll put the link in the show notes. Let's get to the topic you brought up that you don't teach Facebook ads. You wrote this. I'm holding my hand this sheet of paper. It says the 101 ways to get new clients without Facebook ads. So we're going to go through some of these, and we picked out some that are. So there's 101 on here. So if someone wants to copy this, we'll send it to them. Uh, no, they Is have this... to be in the MMIC to okay. get that. Yeah. Okay. But there's 101 ideas, and we, we kind of handpicked the ones that, are, that will work best during the new economy, as you just said, right? Now, why did, what, prom- what, what, what? Well, what? it's funny, because uh, I originally. <laughs> why did you write this? <laughs> well, I, it, it, it started, this is an interesting thing. Um, so I sit down and write emails every day. And I originally planned to do um, 10 ways to get, um, to make money uh, without Facebook ads. And then I sat down and I got 10. And I was like, oh, that was easy. And then I sat down and I just, let me do a few more. And I got 20. It, it, it got to 50. And I was like, let me go to see if I can get to like 75. And I got to 75. And I was, it was really weird how it happened. I got to 101. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop at 101. But I, um, it, it, it's an interesting concept of these list-based things. And it's actually a really cool tool is that when you want to create content like we're going to provide color and content around each one of these today not obviously each one of them we've been yeah. here for a really long we time picked, we picked four or five out of these yeah yep. but um it, but when you want to um like so right now people are getting uh tips uh on, on my podcast there, there's right now uh 21 tips recession marketing tips that's going out so i'm doing like a five to ten minute podcast every day and i don't just think about the podcast right, that um, I want to write and then record it, I actually sit down and I write the titles first. And so that's kind of like what, what this is. This is like sitting down and, and, and writing down the ideas in one big list and then creating. And I do that in the newsletter as well. The last newsletter had 41 titles of videos that people could use in the fitness industry. So sometimes the best thing is just sitting down and writing lists that you can use to create uh, content. So it just ended up being 101. All right, so let's dive into it. So we're going to touch on each one of these. Each one of the ones that we picked out, so we're not going to go through all 101. Number two on the list of 101 is optimize your website with a better call to action. Okay. How do we do that? So, I mean, if you look at the majority of websites out there are legitimate black holes. And I know that from personal experience, and you know that too. We had a black hole. We had a black hole for a really long time. And if you look at the majority of websites out there, they're the equivalent of like static physical brochures that say, you know, this is who we are, this is what we do, why we do it, blah, 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 all stuff no one cares about. But isn't, let me pause, isn't yeah. that, isn't that, the, so what is the goal, the goal of a website is to give information, so if people are looking, if people, you know, I'm at dinner, and someone goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm training at Gabriel Fitness, it's awesome, I'll Google Gabriel Fitness, and I can get some more information about yeah. the place, right, isn't yeah. that the goal? That, that, that is the goal of someone that doesn't want to make money. Um, but the goal of a website should be that the website converts, 
right? That is the goal of a website. The goal of a website is someone comes to your website, they get enough information, but then there's something on that website that piques their interest and give, makes them give you their contact information. That is the goal. That is the measure of a good website is that it actually people show up and that it converts. So that, that so, and, and it's funny because we're testing different things right now. It's pretty crazy what, what we've been doing because we have now have the, the, the agency and the agency creates websites and we're, we're building a lot of websites for gym owners. And the, we're, we're doing a lot of different testing with uh, the different offers. And I think that's the other thing too, is that people need to make sure that they are testing what works. So if you follow, you know, some of these website experts, they would talk about, you know, like going in the Z pattern where you, you have content like in the top right, and then you come down and to the bottom left, and there's like this Z pattern that they talk about, whatever. But um, we've, and they say the call to action to be in the top right and the middle button. Well, we've been tracking it and we haven't seen hardly any results from the top right button. All the results are coming from the middle button uh, in terms of that. So you have to kind of play around with it and know, you know, where the website is coming from and what you need to do to fix it. But the big thing needs to be, what does it say on the buttons of your website that allow people to give you their information, allow people to take the next step? Um, and one of the things that people can do is kind of give, like we call it the three steps to get started, right? So um, basically there's, imagine three boxes on the website and it's like, here's what you need to do to get started. Step one, enter your name and info. Step two, book a call. Step three, you know, sign up as a client, right? So you're kind of laying out and that makes, gives people some clarity around what's going to happen and they're much more apt to actually do opt in to get started when they know what's going to happen. So that would be the first step that, that will, because right now people that are listening to this and they own a gym, they all just opened up their cell phone and started looking at their own website, to try to match up what you're talking about. So how does somebody know, is, is there a number they should look for as far as like conversion rate of people going to the site? That, is that, there yeah, like, it, it, like what's a good indication? So you said, here, here's, here's the thing. It's like, you know, it's, th there's so many variables to this. It's hard for me to actually give that. And again, we can have Will on, yeah. uh, who, who can give us a much better idea of that. But ask yourself right now, is your website bringing you clients? Yes, most, most people yes or no. And most people would be like, yeah, I get one a month. And that's probably not a viable investment like you either paid monthly for your website or you paid a lot of money to get it to get one lead a month from a website is not good and you're saying you're saying one lead not one, one lead not one client no one lead that's just one, a lead on your on your yeah big lead i think list. That that's what most people report i mean we there's times where we got zero leads from our website in right. a month but um with all the changes that we made i mean we're out now at our two to four appointments booked per week so, which is a, a, a big change. I mean, a big change. And they've been good. Very good. The leads have been, they've been strong leads coming through the website as opposed to. And, and because, and again, this is a whole nother topic, but the work we've been doing with local SEO has been very helpful, but that's a whole nother ball of wax. All right. So that's number two on the list and it's check out your website and make sure you optimize the website. Really simple thing. Not, I mean, it's not simple, but 
everybody should be doing that right now. Well, yeah, and I think people weren't doing it before because people were relying on Facebook so much. Gotcha. People were like, oh, I can run Facebook ads, and they're really cheap, and they work really well, and they didn't even think about their website. And that was us. But, yeah, for sure. And then, But then you, like, you got a guy like, you know, uh, where do people go when they want to get a personal trainer? They go, they, they go to Google. They go to Google, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they go to Google. And, you know, the whole, if your website comes up first, it's a good chance you're going to be that person. If your website's optimized. If your website's optimized. Okay. Next one on the list. Number 14. Beef up the amount of Google reviews you have by setting a goal and getting X amount per week. Yeah. Why? Yeah, so the uh, greatest, one of the greatest marketing books ever is the book Influenced by Cialdini. And he talks about the laws of, of persuasion, right? What, what makes people buy. And, you know, he goes through the six laws. And he was interviewed recently. And he has a new book. That, that was written like 30 years ago. And he's got a new book uh, written uh, called Persuasion. And he was getting interviewed on a podcast about it. And they asked him, it's like, of the six laws... Um, are those six laws still, you know, the top laws 30 years later? And he says, yes, but there's one of the six laws that blows the others out of the water. And he basically said that social proof was the most powerful law of persuasion. Real quick, just give us a 30-second a, a so, summary. So social, social proof. proof, imagine... You know, the, the best, here, here's the, so can I tell the bar story then? Because it, it is the best example. Can you do it in 30 seconds? Uh, I'll try. Um, so the, the best example, and this is a, uh, something I learned from John Carlton, who's a copywriter. But basically, a, ma a woman walks up to a, this is going to take longer than 30, but oh. it's important. Um, a woman walks up to a bar, and she's very distraught, and she's talking about to the bartender about how she just broke up. Uh, with her boyfriend and how she's um, sad about how she feels and how she looks and all that stuff. And there's another guy at the bar that's a personal trainer. And the guy walks up to your, her uh, and says, hey, you know, I overheard you talking uh, to the bartender about, um, you know, you're upset about the way you look and stuff. And I have this, you know, program that I lead women through. Um, that helps them lose weight and stuff like that. And he starts talking about the program. And the woman's like looking at him. And she's, she didn't want to be rude, so she just listened to him. And, but you can tell like the woman, while she's listening to the trainer, she's like, I hope this guy gets held away from me right now. And while they're talking, another woman walks up uh, to both of them. And she looks at him, and she actually knew both of them. She knew the trainer, and she knew the girl that, that he was talking to. And... She, she was like, oh, how do you know? Oh, I'm just going to say his name's Michael. How do you know Michael? And she's like, oh, we actually just met. She's like, oh, my God, Michael is the best personal trainer ever. Like, I go there, and I went there, um, you know, for three years. I still go today. He's like the best trainer around. you got to go to this guy. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. Go see him. Don't even worry about, you know, anything else. Um, the price, it's really expensive, but just go anyway. He's the best. That's social proof. Right, that person walking into that conversation is the perfect definition of of social proof. And if you think about, you know, she, let's say this guy was voted the men's health top trainer of the year, that's authority, right? But if he walks up to her and says, "Hey, I was voted the top personal trainer of the year by Men's Health," he's a douchebag. 
He's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Versus if the woman walks up and says, Michael is the best, and she has a relationship with the, it, it's a game over. It's game over. So if you, if you think about, you know, uh, testimonials that you have from influential people, testimonials you have. I mean, one of the most best testimonials we ever got was from Jim Cramer from Mad Money. He did a video for us and put it on Twitter, and the thing freaking exploded. I mean, it was, like, amazing what happened. Right. Um, so that, so that, that's, that's, that's Google, Google Reviews. That's Google Reviews. It's, it's just another form of social proof. But, and again, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty because I don't even well, know this as well as the tech nerd. But the re- tech nerd is Will, who's uh, my business partner on the agency side. But essentially, Google likes your site better when you have more and better Google Reviews. And there's a lot of loopholes to it, uh, uh, but but the big thing you can start doing is start realizing the impact that those have, and put together a plan in place to start getting more and more and more. And we we at GFP, we put it on our scoreboard. We're like, all right, if this is that important, if Google reviews are that important, let's measure it. And every week we sit down at our team meeting and be like, all right, we're at Google reviews. We uh, we are we're plus two. We are at 92. Last week, and now we're at 94 this week. All right, good. We're on track. Versus, all right, last week we were at 94. This week we're at 94. We got zero Google reviews. All right, well, what plan do we have in place for Google reviews? Well, we, do, we don't have a plan in place for Google. Well, we need to put a plan in place to get Google. So you now you start what you deem important, you'll have a plan for to get done. And a simple tip with that is you have to ask people. I think, like, how many Google reviews have you ever left? In your own pr- pr- Only the times people have asked me. That's, I know, because like, Only. no one goes on Google and is like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do right now? I have five minutes free. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to. No, you know, know who does it? The people that shit on that your shit business. On, right, right. <laughs> yeah. they, they'll go on the trash. Yeah. Right. But the people that want to leave good reviews, they're not sitting there going like, you know what I haven't done yet this week? I haven't left a good review on Google. That's a guarantee. So, if you, but if you, if you ask our, and if you ask your clients, they will 100% be like, of course. Yeah. Make it easy for them. Send them a link, and just like we do this real quick. And all when we started, for a while we were like, do people not like us or like? But then once we started asking, it was super simple. All right. So right below that, number fifteen, send a nine-word email a few times a month. Oh, dude. So the nine-word emails obviously are a game changer, and I have a whole report on nine-word emails that I do in the Surge program. But basically, the nine-word email is this very, very short. And again, the people that follow me know it. Know that I didn't invent it. A guy named Dean Jackson invented it. Um, but they're very, very short emails. They're designed to almost feel like you got an email like from your cousin, right? And you got an email from your cousin. You know, the subject line could be like, "Yo, dude, what's up?" or "Hey," or something like that. And then it's like one sentence: "Hey, do you want to play basketball this weekend?" And they're like, you know what I'm saying? You know the yeah. feeling you get? It's like you, it's you're like forced a, to respond to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's what the kind of the, the nine-word style email is, is you send a mass email that's basically that someone looks at it and they feel like they're the only person that got that email. And the response rate on these emails is, is astronomical. Um, and, I, and I think that one of the things I've started to do um, on both of our lists is to, you know, used to use these things, you know, sparingly, but they work so well, they can be used more. And so, you know, we, we have this thing on our marketing calendar where we'll do two nine word style emails a month 
and then we'll do another email a month that's like a survey. We'll send like a, we'll just send a different survey question. So the nine email is to get people to respond, and the survey questions to get people engaged and stuff like that. But the key is that they're they're put on your marketing calendar um, that you're going to do that. And the, the, it's it's funny in in terms of the time that the emails take to write because some of them legitimately are nine words. Um, the, the, the impact that they have versus the time they, that it, it takes to write them is, is very powerful. We won't go deep on the nine word email because I think we've even done a podcast about this, but it, can you do it too much? Can you overdo it with it? I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, but I think it's always, you know, something worth the test, right? So it's always something that you should push the envelope on and see, you know, what is too much because I can, yeah, I can say that. And that's the other thing I'm learning about marketing and, you know, the reality is I can tell someone, you know, what's going to work and what's not. And I can follow really good what I know is foundational marketing principles that are consistent as gravity. But I know that someone that in Washington that I tell to use a headline on a Facebook ad versus someone in Florida, you know, may not get the same results. So a lot there are a lot of variables to these kinds of things. And that's where I come back to. All right. Well, what is too many nine word emails? Well, it depends on the list. It depends on your relationship with the list. And it's not the answer that people want to hear, but it honestly just is the truth is that you just have to find out what works and works for you. I found a sweet spot for me is like this twice a month where I'm still getting a good response from each one. Um, at some point, I, will I test every week, once a week, every Friday to do a nine word style email? Yeah, I'll test it and see how it goes. Um, but the reality is that's for, you know, the gym owner to figure out. All right. So that's nine word email. That's a good one. Number Thanks, six, Tom. Number 60. It's rare you get a compliment six, from Tom. Number 61, start a TV show. 61. Uh, start a TV show about health and fitness on your YouTube channel. Oh, this yeah. is a good one for the big man to answer. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. That's well, why you, we you picked only, it. You only said YouTube. We're actually doing it on three channels. But Why, why don't you describe what we're doing? Well, I'll describe how it started. So we started it. I mean, we talked about Kathy. Kathy is like our our star client, you could say. Well, the best example is the Jared, and I, I know it's a yeah. Weird. It's a that's I don't know if we I don't I know, know if you want to so use that it's one. It's a right. terrible one, but she she is like our spokesperson, right? So Kathy is a a local woman who's very popular. We use, we use Michael Jordan and Nike. There you go. Yeah, she's our she's our star client, right? Very good on camera, but basically we were doing the sweepstakes. Um, which is one of our campaigns. And we decided to do a Facebook Live, a YouTube Live, and an Instagram Live simultaneously to interview Kathy about the sweepstakes. And it went really well. And she was pretty good on camera. And it was me and her, it was, it was literally just me and her sitting out underneath our tent out front. And it went pretty well. And then we did another one with another one of our guys, Marcus, but he lives in Pullman, Washington. So he's too far away to do you know, a lot with, but we did it with him and that went well. And then we did another one with Kathy and more people watched. And then we kind of, the sweepstakes started or ended, but then we were like, we should just keep doing this because it was just getting tons and tons of views and tons of comments. So now we've turned it into just me and Kathy sitting there picking a topic and talking about it. And what types of topics have you done? It's mostly been nutrition. The, 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 the goal is kind of like, I, I, I'm trying to think of a show that I can compare it to. But the idea of is like, it's different. If, if it was just me sitting in front of it or me and another trainer, nobody would watch it, right? The fact that she's there, I think, and she's kind of like coming from the, the not expert category. So she's asking the questions that our clients ask us. Right. And then I'm answering like a trainer would answer. Yeah. 
right? Because I think sometimes when it's just a trainer, so I, I think that dynamic has definitely helped us. So if you have a good, really good, I think you can do it on your own. I think you definitely can do I it. I think you can do it on your yeah. own. It's just the, I think the dynamic that we've created, um, and it's it's not too serious, and I think it's it's kind of drawn people in, but. So far, it's been going really well. Instagram, YouTube, and and Facebook lives. Well, and we're you're also gonna we're gonna turn that into a podcast, podcast, and an email. Yes. And it kind of goes back to what you talked about, like taking that same piece of content and spreading it across. Yeah, the pillar. So, so the show is pillar content, right? And the show will always be something that's geared towards what does our target market want to hear. But we have a you know now have something that we can use as an ad. We have something that we use in email content. We have something we can use on social media. We have something we can use uh, on our YouTube channel. We have something we can use on a podcast. That one show provides a boatload of different ways to get our stuff out there. And I think just picking the topics is exactly what you talked about in the beginning. Make a list of things. Make a list of the questions that you get asked by clients all yeah. the time. Like don't talk. Or do, to, or do a survey right. or ask your clients to ask you questions. Like, yeah. like, find something that you get asked a lot and or that like you said and that's what we talked about and basically i just have kathy come in and be like what do you want to talk about and she goes people always ask about dairy or people always ask, <laughs> like like she asked the questions and then that's we just kind of spout off and uh, they've been they've been good so far so it's a, that's a really simple one it takes an hour a week um going down the list number 76 Send happy birthday cards to all members and former members with a free gift. Yeah, so I think that the birthday card thing is kind of a no-brainer, and I think a lot of people do it. But I think that the thing that they're not looking at is the opportunity to create a larger transaction from that client. So if the clients and and get to get the client back, so it's basically increase the transaction size by getting them to upgrade. Um, or reactivation, meaning you send a client a birthday card that used to be a member, and every year they get a birthday card from you, but they're not a member anymore, and there's an offer in there, there's a great chance they're going to come back. So I think birthday cards are like kind of an underutilized asset, not just not sending them. I mean, everyone hopefully should send them um, because so few people do. Um, but to not to, to, to put an offer in the birthday card, and, you know, offer something for them, offer their fan, it's a gift for their family. Um, and, and it just goes along with it's another opportunity to get someone to, to buy something, to get someone to upgrade. Um, and it's just it's just money being left on the table by not utilizing it. So I think having a system in place, um, obviously, we kind of we have ours, you know, set up you know, through Nurture Ninja and everything like that. But I think that, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity to not do birthday cards and it's a bigger missed opportunity to not do an offer in a birthday card. Um, and what does it cost you? It costs you next to nothing to do. It's, it makes people feel good. It makes people th know that you're thinking about them. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just leave money on the table if you don't. So you, let me ask, I have two questions on that. The first one is, do you handwrite them? So yes, we right now we handwrite the card, um, and the offer is also sent out via like our autoresponder as well. So we do both. So we'll have an email that will go out like with the offer in there because they can, so then it's easier for them to respond. But then there's also a handwritten physical card. Oh, so they're getting two messages. Yeah, from they're us. essentially getting two. Yeah. Second one is a lot of people listening to this are smaller operations or one man shows, and so they're they're looking at it and saying like, how the hell do I manage? 
you know, if you have 300 former members, that's a, that's a card a day for the year. A card a day. Okay. They, exactly. A card a day. So, so th- this is for anybody, li- like if you're sitting there, it's, it's worth, it's, it's a slower play. It's a card right? a day. Okay. It, what does it take to write one birthday card? Just have a calendar. Three minutes birthday. takes three minutes. And then this is something where what you can do is you can write. Um, so eight years ago, I wrote one card that was the note I wanted to send to somebody right after their consultation, right after they signed up. Eight years ago, I wrote it. I've sent thousands of them since, but I haven't written one of them. <laughs> Someone else just takes your message. Yeah, they, they, they just literally, I wrote the card once. They take what I wrote, and eight years, they've been sending it. But there's something to the handwritten part of it, right? Well, they write it. They handwrite it. Someone else hands write it. Someone else hands write it. Right. And so, every once in a while, I'll get like, so, so I send cards to Mash my guys all the time. And then uh, every once in a while, and I have Megan write them, right? And every once in a while, I'll get someone busting my chops and I'll be like, hey, Vince, you write like a girl. Right. <laughs> Your handwriting's terrible. It would be really, really It's clear. actually gotten much better now that I've been writing cursive. Yeah, that's terrible. No, it's still pretty bad. All right. That was number 76. So sending birthday cards, really simple. Really, this is the last one right here. Number 94. Take a year's worth of educational emails you wrote and turn them into a book. Oh, this is, I mean, here's the thing is, I mean, obviously this is something I did, but uh, talk about unused capacity, all the emails and all the content you're putting out. If you do it once and you never use it again, man, it's just such a wasted resource. And this was done for my first book that I ever wrote called The Ultimate Success Mindset, where I did a column called Mindset Monday. And every Monday I would write something about mindset motivation or something like that. And I took all the emails, I sent them out to an editor, and they created a book. And I literally published the book from emails that I'd written over the three-year three, three year period. So a lot of you guys listening to this that are writing emails and writing social posts and writing content-based stuff, you're sitting on a book right now. You're sitting on, you're, you're an editor spending you know a few hours and a cover design away from having your own book that you can now do speaking tours and webinar. Obviously, you can't do speaking tours now, but you can do webinars based on the book. You can give the book out to all the new clients you get. It can be an authority piece where you give to local businesses. Um, so there's just a lot that can happen with it. And sometimes people like, can't get their head around, I can't sit down and write a book. Like, I can't, I could never write a book. Well, I mean, you wrote a book and yep. I literally gave you the book. Like, you actually didn't even know the book was coming. I gave you the finished product. All I did was take all your nutrition emails that you had written, put a cover on it, had Roman Oban write the forward, put a little bio in there, and now you have a book. Yep. You didn't even know you wrote a book. Yeah. Right? All you did was write the meat of, of the content. Uh, by the way, I think we should have a volume two of your book soon. All right. The first step, though, is to write a weekly email. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully people would do I mean, if they've been following me for any type of length of time. We could have new, list- we could have new listeners. Well, hopefully, yeah. If you're a new listener and you're not writing in at least an email a week, you got to get on it. All right. Those, we, we did five there. Anything else you want to add in? Do you want to pick a random number and pick one? No. That's <laughs> no. enough. That's enough. Um, All right, how we wrap it? Let's, let's, put, let's put a bow on this thing. Vince yeah, Gabriel. so that's the 101 ways. Um, to get new clients without Yeah, and, and actually, I was totally kidding about not giving them a copy of that. So what we can do is send an email to Megan 
at vincegabriel.com and put 101 in the subject and we'll send, and you, we'll send you the list. We'll and it's, it's list. literally just a Word document with ideas and this is what yep. you It's, you, all, it's you 101 ideas to get more clients without Facebook ads. Love it. So we unpacked a few of them today, but if you want the full list, send an email to Megan at vincegabriel.com and she will send you the list. How do you spell Megan? M-E-G-A-N. All right. Some people put an H in there. It is. That's true. Yeah. Mm. All right. So the surge, November surge is coming up, November tenth. Yep, the well, link will be in the show notes uh, for this episode, but um, it's going to be great. I'm real excited for it. We got a bunch of gym owners already signed up, ready to rock and roll, and uh, the Facebook group is actually already created. So as soon as you sign up, we'll get you in there, and you can. Uh, there's a bunch of to- toys already for you to play. So around there's a with Facebook group that. with with interaction, but then there's also a weekly call for six Facebook weeks. group. It's a live weekly call. Um, you know, we do six, six different modules. Uh, there's homework in there. So you kind of build assignments along with it as we go. So you're almost implementing stuff into your business as we do. The so course. it's not like you're buying something, and you're getting a bunch of videos. No, it's totally hands on coaching. I mean, this is six weeks of intensive coaching. Um, there's, there's, there's no like, there's no, it's not automated where you just buy this course and you just do it at your own time and then you forget that you even bought it. Like you're involved there's, you know, we're checking in with you. We're making sure you're doing all the work and stuff like that. It's not, it's not for the light of heart. If you feel like you're not able to commit to it, it's not something you should do right now. It's a big, it's a commitment in money and time. All right. Sounds good to me. I think that's all we got. Have a great day, Vince. Thanks, Tom. Hey, it's Vince. Head on over to 2021.vincegabriel.com. I'm giving away 12 months of business coaching with me to work with me privately uh, in addition to a seat in my mastermind. And I'm doing this because I realize that there's a lot of people out there that need a lot of help after the year we had in 2020. And I want to give a spot to someone that may not be able to do it otherwise. So go ahead and fill out your application, 2021.vincegabriel.com. Fill out your application and I'll be announcing the winner on January 22nd. Thanks.